Welcome, fellow anglers, to the Working Class Fishing Podcast, a place for all anglers, amateur or expert, to share their stories and learn about fishing. Join your hosts, John and Brian, each episode as they debunk the perceived inaccessibility to fishing, break down the barriers of any and all angling methods, and hear stories from other anglers and their own journeys with fishing. Now, let's get this show started. Welcome back to another episode of the Working Class Fishing Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Brian, and here is Mr. John Morris with your sponsors. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This episode of Working Class Fishing is brought to you by Troutlander Nets, exploration through innovation, max and outfitters, made by anglers for people that fish. Um, and then we've got one of our sponsors here tonight, but uh, we'll get into that. And then we've got Lid Rig which is use your head, snip different. So uh, I'm handing it back to you, Brian. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, as John says, we have one of our sponsors here of the podcast, and we wanted to bring him on. His name is Rocky Phillips. He's owner of Angry Rooster Fly Co. And if you haven't uh, heard yet, um, obviously he's one of our sponsors, but he has his own fly shop. He's a fly tire, fly angler, and uh we wanted to have him come on and tell everybody about what he's doing. He's in a unique location for a fly fishing shop, of course. And so one of the big things about that is, is that he is in Texas. And as you've heard John say many times, Texas isn't, uh, well, sarcastically, he says Texas is the fly fishing mecca of the United States. However, uh, we, we do know that Texas tends to lean a little bit more in the direction of the uh, good old bait caster and catching the bucket mouths but rocky thank you so much for being on the show it's a real honor and pleasure to have you here appreciate it brian and john for having me on so i guess uh you know we start out with all the stock standard questions so i'm going to throw a curveball here just because it's fun i'm looking at your stickers while we're doing this too and uh, this reflective ones is super cool by the way i just wanted to say that that that's this is the one that's going on my boat um, but, uh, you know, we could go through the whole thing. How'd you start fishing everything else? But, uh, why don't you start out with, uh, with what was the fish that got you hooked on fly fishing? And then we're going to lead into how you got going with your business, but what was that fish and how'd that happen? The fish that got me on fly fishing was, uh, believe it or not, was a little green gill or a green sunfish. Um, my father-in-law got me into fly fishing about, I don't know. 15 years ago, and I wasn't really good at it. We went to Broken Bow, uh, Oklahoma. I wasn't catching anything. I, this is the first time I ever fly fished. And, uh, but when we got back home, I just took it to the creeks and I started learning my roll cast on a little the hopper that I bought from Bass Pro, little hopper pattern. And I caught so many of them sunfish. Uh, it just, they, I probably caught over 100 of them. And it was, it just it hooked me i was just loving the fly fishing so yeah it was a green sunfish yeah that that's you know john and i are big proponents of pan fish on the fly you look at anything we do and it's you know i i put up a bunch of pictures but john john definitely does his damage on pan fish and uh there's just something about those little pond flounders you know that going ballistic after they grab something and gag it down i don't know what it is <laughs> yeah yeah for sure yeah, I took a break from fly fishing. Just I, I wasn't I'm not good at casting. So uh, I took and I just got back into fly fishing uh, two years. So I took probably about a, a 10 year break with with the, my father. We went fly fishing in Colorado about seven years ago. And that was my own, the only time I've been in a while. So uh, but this is my year. Everything's fly fishing. So, well, so you came over the dark side. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> nice, nice. Well, yeah, you know, I got. Oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, dude, I was just gonna say you don't have to be able to cast though, you know, to to fly fish. I, I've learned that this year. I uh, yeah. It just, <laughs> I, I guess the first when I first got into it, it was just frustrating. Once I got into the open lake, you know, if two wind, I'd go fish fly fishing on a windy day. Well, that was a nightmare in disguise. Just trying to uh learn how to cast and then on a windy day and then not catch anything i was just like you know what i can whip my bait caster there and just get me a couple bites and 
So it's easy for me to do that. But these past two years, uh, I've gotten into fly tying. I've only been tying since September of 2020. And uh, this is my year just straight up. I'm just doing nothing but fly fishing. And uh, it's been it's been pretty fun. Dude, I think we started around the same time. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, fly tying. And, well, dude, I, well, I started. I've been fly tying one day less than I've been fly fishing. Yeah. So pretty sure we started around the same time, dude. And it was super cool actually being able to meet you at the fly fishing festival this last yeah. year. That was super cool, dude. Yeah. Rocky shot me a message on Instagram. He's like, "Hey, dude, are you at the show still?" I was like, "Yeah, I'm out in the, I'm out in the car. I'm eating." He's like, "Dude, we're outside eating too." <laughs> so it's like, yeah, <laughs> you know, great minds think alike. Yeah, yeah. I took a break, and I, me and my daughter were outside eating, and I was thumbing through Instagram, you know, making my posts about the show, and then I saw John's post. I was just like, "Wait a minute, I follow the guy on Instagram. Let's go meet this guy." <laughs> it's kind of amazing how you you go to those shows and and there's so many other people that you end up knowing through instagram and then all of a sudden it's like you know hey i'm here with this guy or something they're like oh hey you know what section are you in oh i'm in a a, you know exhibition hall seat or whatever you know just pick whatever and oh yeah i'll be over there in five minutes and then you hook up and you have a beer or whatever else or you know and, and hang out and do that and that's the cool part of it Yes. I'd love the, the fly fishing community for sure. It's, it's been great. So Rocky, I got a, well, I guess let's get into, I'll ask that here in a little bit, but uh, so how did you get started in fishing? Well, fishing has always been a part, you know, I'm, my dad has taken us since we were kids, you know, just, you know, like everyone else, I mean, it's just having it a part of my life forever. And, uh, it's just, my brother was actually the better fisherman than me growing up. I was the hunter. He was the fisherman. And, uh, that's the way it kind of was. And, um, then it was, you know, I would go every three or four years to go on a fishing trip, take my daughter to the local pond here and there, but not an avid fisherman. I just, casually went and uh but it was during the shutdown i have nothing else to do the covid shut down so i started me and the wife and the daughter we were all at home we just hit the lake and started crappie fishing got hooked on the crappie fishing and uh yeah and that's how i got into fly time was through crappie fishing i wanted to tie my own jigs so i one thing led to another and i'm knee deep in materials with a small online store (laughs) <laughs> so you know, i'll go ahead brian well uh, it's so funny how the, you know that the, i and i guess i'm hung up on the fish species that really gets us turned on the, the, those prolific small pan fish just you know one thing leads to another that leads to another and it always starts with that little fish it's that first fish that you catch you know yeah, we hear it all the time. John and I hear it a lot. You know, a lot of people really got invested and involved in fishing during the, the pandemic, because it was one of the few things that you could still do. Some states shut it down. Um, mm-hmm. Fortunately, my state didn't. Uh, Texas didn't. We, we were still all able to go outside and go fishing. So a lot of people got into it. Now, now that the pandemic's ending, I'm starting to see this huge influx of, of tackle uh, like on the Facebook buy sell and, and all this other stuff <laughs> where people are like, I'm not going to fish anymore. I'm done with this. Um, you know, it, and it's kind of funny, you know, we, we start out just kind of like, yeah, you know, we go out and fish every once in a while and then you catch the big fish and then it's like, Oh yeah, I got to definitely get into this. Yeah. 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 And, and that's, what's uh, crazy. Yeah. Cause all my pan fish I go out and catch minus crappie are, you know, little sunfish, bluegill you know i don't catch very many uh different species but uh they're all kind of they're all little you know within you know three four inches well then just recently i went to that uh friend of mine's lake they have out on their you know twenty thousand acre property whatever and those panfish were the size of my hand i mean they were massive oh talk about a rush that was a rush (laughs) especially on a three weight (laughs) 
<laughs> I was, dude, I was yeah. just about to ask what weight were you using to get down on some panfish that size? Those, those were, I had my Orvis three weight. That's my very first rod. And the rod my father-in-law got me about 20 years ago or 15, 20 years ago was that three weight from Orvis. And man, I had posted one photo where the pole was bent over uh, and, uh, oh man, yeah, they had my pole bent. Oh, it was, it was awesome. It was <laughs> a lot of fun. And I caught, I only posted, you know, I posted two or three pictures, but I caught 15, 20 of them. And it was just the, the most fun you could have at seven o'clock in the morning. <laughs> but. So, so I, I guess I'll, so what has, you know, you said you, you really like the fly fishing community. And I think the fly fishing community as a whole is pretty good. You know, I think we're getting past, um, I, I think it, it goes, it, it's just a progression through time, even, you know, uh, before I get back to the whole fly fishing thing, you know, it's like now employers are hiring people with hand tattoos and dyed hair and pierced, you know, pierced noses and all this stuff. I think we're getting further away from the tweed wearing purist and more into the like people that just enjoy fly fishing for what it is, just a different way to fish. And so what, what has been your experience as an angler here in Texas? I, to me, I've seen the increase a lot of um, the fly fishing kind of spark a lot uh, with, you know, it's, it's still kind of a, a, a little hidden society, I guess, secret society, it seems like. But it is another way of fishing. But I don't know, just going around to local places, um, you know, seeing more advertisements for fly fishing for striper for bass for you know going for the larger fish but um yeah it's there's not as much that's kind of why i wanted to start the shop in our small texas town and so many local ponds where i've seen three or four anglers on it uh fly fishermen and um so it's neat and i just want to take what i've brought or learned from you know, the purists and the older communities or the older fly fishermen and kind of re bring that back. And so, yeah, in my area, it's, it's kind of, a, it's kind of moving around a lot. Uh, fly fishing. Um, there's not many stores though. Everybody's got to go online. So it's, uh, but yeah, that's kind of what I'm seeing. It's a lot, a lot of, uh, interests are being sparked i just don't know how far they're going to go past that and you know and i'm 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 seeing the same thing not necessarily here i've literally seen one other fly angler here ever and that's the guy that got me into fly fishing so um it's just i think we do have a lot of interest coming this way yeah um, we definitely have a lot of a lot younger crowd getting into it also that's not just you know, coming from, oh, you know, my, my dad fly fishes. So he taught me how to fly fish. It's more of like, Hey, fly fishing is kind of cool. I saw this on Instagram and more people are getting into it now. Um, which is pretty neat. It's pretty mm -hmm. neat. Yeah. I've, uh, at our local pond, we've got three fly fishermen, but with, you know, cause I work in education. So all the kids, they all know about my flies and I tie the flies and their parents tell them about my flies. So their interest has sparked up. So I've already got three kids lined up for birthday presents to get them set up with kits and teach them how to tie. And, uh, you know, so I'm trying to find a you know storefront for that so I can have that location to do classes for all these youth. And uh, that's 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 where I've seen a lot of my interest is the kids. Yeah, for sure. I, and I think, I think that the kids, it, it's a really good thing for the kids that are interested in it to do because it's something that's manual. It's, it's tangible. It's in front of them. It gives them a manipulative and it makes them uh, use their hand eye coordination, things like that. It's a really, it's a really helpful, especially for developing, um, you know, fine motor skill control and concentration and uh, organization. Yes and everything else it's a really good thing uh, you know i i hope that the the parents and community get behind you to to support that 
you know, at least in the capacity of giving you an area or a space where you can do that, whether that be the school providing you an area and space and, and maybe, you know, even kicking down like some club funding for you, you know, there would be things that they would fund here in my state for that type of thing, or, or, you know, somebody in the community saying, Hey, if you're going to be bringing kids in to do this, obviously you're, you're commercial and you're running a store too, but if it, you know, maybe there's a parent that's a, a property owner that could work with you on something like that. Hopefully that, that that's what I would hope for. Yeah, no, that's a good idea. I can, I need to, I've been thinking of ideas of ways I can reach out and branch out that way. And that's a, uh, that's a real good idea. Cause uh, I thought about getting involved with the Mayfly project. Mm -hmm. I just, that, that there's a lot to that one. So at this point in time, I can't do it yet, but uh Mayfly Project is an awesome program, and uh, but I know we've got a lot of kids in our community. I know with even special special needs students that we have, mm -hmm. fishing in general, whether it be fly fishing or not, is such a, a stimulating, you know, sport or you know thing for them to do, and it's it'd be great just to have a place for more opportunities for that. Yeah, it's a very therapeutic activity, especially for children with, uh, you know, not not necessarily uh, what I would call learning disabilities or, or um, you know, cognitive disabilities. But, you know, there's there's some of those types of things that, you know, that really helps out with. And I think that that's really key is to have those types of activities and especially in a community. I'm not sure how big the community is where you're at, but in a smaller community where you have the opportunity to take from concept to reality, you know, and practice with the kids. That's a big thing. And Project Mayfly, they have a fantastic program. I, I've actually emailed our local chapter representative here trying to get set up with Project Mayfly, but um, I haven't got a response yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it, yeah, it's good. And, you know, they do more towards the foster children, but we don't have some, we've got a lot of foster children here. It's just, there's a lot more of, single single parent homes and and that can be sometimes those kind of get the backside of it because they can not necessarily forgotten but those are the ones that i'm really wanting to target and uh see if i can't help with them so but yeah oh, thank you there's a i fish with a guy from project mayfly we uh we met on the river um I wonder, you know, you know, you got me kind of thinking like who can help start or, you know, help find or not help start, but help find a, a program at your school. Well, we we're working on a bass program for it's in high school for the, cause they got the bass clubs, but for fly fishing, our school is a small two way school. So there's not really any pond. I mean, there's ponds and stuff locally, uh, but there's really just all farmland. So we're in the town I live in where I'm based out of, we have a big community with, we got quite a few areas to fish. So that would, that would be great to do fly fishing program. That'd be really you cool. Know, yeah. And, and to kind of echo what John's saying, uh, for our listeners out there, and, and this, this may be a better conclusionary statement, but you know, our listeners, if, if you're listening to this and you're starting to have the wheels turn during your commute or something like that, think about some different ideas that you might be able to fire our direction to, because that's a, that's another resource that we have a good reason to have something going out is, uh, you know, maybe we can get some more ideas out there in the community. We, we always have folks that, you know, shoot us messages about these. And so, um, what, uh, now I can't remember, let's see, you are specific, uh, let's see, specifically located in Gainesville. So if we have listeners in the Gainesville area and, and you have some resources that Rocky might be able to get, you know, please get in touch with us or Rocky will have all that information. Definitely. You know, I, I would, I would even be willing to invest my own time to figure out something that, that may be able to go forward for you to help with that. I just, uh, it's a it's a deep conviction of, of ours to make sure that these kids have the opportunity to fish i don't care what kind of fishing it is single exactly. parent home absolutely you know uh uh special needs students uh that yes uh uh foster kids absolutely we you know us as our community 
Uh, we got we got rods. You look behind me here. I got ten right there. I got another ten on the ceiling. I got four more over in the corner. We got plenty of gear <laughs> to take these kids out. You know, don't yeah. be stingy. You know, and and these rods got lifetime warranty. So if they break, you know, we'll just order new parts. You know, a kid stumbles on one or you know smears peanut butter and jelly in the reel at lunch or something like that. Big deal. It washes off. It ain't gonna hurt nothing. You know, and, and we got boats and stuff like that. We can get these kids out. But but for you, I think I think that's an incredible incredible goal to have i i really can get behind that 150 percent. yeah and that that's really kind of where we we start i mean we started the the basis of angry rooster fly company started with uh you know the the covid everyone had all this material they were wanting to get rid of well i was a young tire and it's just like how can i have an opportunity to take get materials and sell them at a lower cost and that was buying out uh, a bunch of stuff you find on eBay and stuff. So me and the wife decided we're just going to kind of stockpile a lot of these materials that we get at a good price and then offer them up at a lower cost. Um, I, we bought a few stores out and, uh, you know, they were some of the older material and stuff like that, but sell at a lower price and that gets those new tires Uh it gives them an opportunity to have a kit, you know, I, so I can sell some of the materials I do at a low cost. And, uh, and it's to offer lower prices, you know, in, in, in a larger amount. Yeah, you do. You have outstanding prices on your stuff, man. Like, honestly, it, everybody go check out Rocky shop. <laughs> yeah, definitely <laughs> go check it out. Well, right. you know, and I'm, What's that? I've got, go I've ahead, got, Rocky. Okay. Sorry. I've got set up with some new vendors. So there will be new merchandise coming in uh, and those will be separated. It's just the, uh, I've got, I'm trying to figure out what to call it exactly. Cause it's, I guess it's older stock or, you know, low cost stock or materials or whatever. And then I'm going to have the newer stuff. Like I carried Norvice and I'll, I'm set up with Semperfly and uh, Nature Spirit and uh, Risen Flies. But uh, I'll have that newer stuff. But at the same time, I'll still have the other things at a lower cost on all those other deals I got out. I bought out. Yeah. So and, what, what are – I'm sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead, John. I was just going to say, dude, so – well, what is your favorite kind of fish to get after then? Like hmm. any fish. Let me tell you, <laughs> I any fish, really. I love trout fishing. I love the 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 history behind trout fishing, the uh, just the the escape you get, the peacefulness you get out when you're up trout fishing a stream. Uh, I've been to Broken Bow a couple times, Blue River, stuff like that. And I love that. Don't get me wrong. You put if I can get hook me up a largemouth bass on one of my popper flies or my bath, my bug, you know, deer hair flies, I'll do that too. But then I went saltwater fishing for the first time and I hooked up some ladyfish and bluefish on saltwater flies. And boy, they hit hard. And that was a lot of fun. I want to catch a redfish. I want to catch sea bass. I want to catch a sheep's head. I want to I want to catch brown trout. I don't I haven't really ever caught a brown trout. So it's just, uh, I don't know if I'm ready for tarpon yet, <laughs> but, <laughs> but that'd be fun. Uh, walleye. Yeah. Any fish. I just love being in the water. So it's a, that's a, that's a lot of fun. Dude, you're going to have to come wade with me a little bit later this year in the fall sometime. When you have some time, we'll, we'll get into Arkansas and go chase some big old fat bows. Yeah, I, I I see your pictures all the time. I wanna wanna do that. I have to send you my my work schedule. See when and then set up a time I can go with you. <laughs> <laughs> so when you started buying out these stores, I'm gonna jump back to Angry Rooster here really quick. When you started buying out these stores, what were you thinking that you were gonna go the route of doing the the whole um? you know, storefront thing, or were you just buying them out so that you had enough material to tie the flies you wanted, crappie jigs, things like that? All right. It's funny you asked that, Brian. <laughs> uh, <laughs> because initially the first, the first go around, I was just like, this guy had all this material. And I was like, 
okay. So I talked to my wife. I said, I beg her. I said, look, this guy's got this stuff for a really good price. He offered to sell me the whole lot for even better price. I sure could use all that material. Maybe not all of it. I could sell a little bit here and there, a little bit here and there, and, you know, get some of that back. Finally got to talk into it, and we bought that lot. Well, I said, all right, I got enough materials. I don't need any more. Well, then another lot showed up, you know, a month later or so. And then I was just like, okay, I'm just going in there for some hooks. That's it. Only want the hooks. <laughs> and <laughs> the guy says, hey, I'll sell you the hooks, but I'll, how about you take all of it for this much? Oh, man, my wife's going to kill me. I don't need this much material. And that's when we made the decision, okay, now this is enough material to, to we can start supplying to give back. Not to give away, but to give back at a at low cost so people have a can get those low cost materials. And uh, yeah, so we came after we bought that second lot, we came home, we started really thinking about, you know, business name and stuff like that. And uh, our town, and that's when it really set in, it's just there's no fly shop in our town. And I have to go all the way to Dallas or, you know, DFW area to get any materials to get online. And uh, so it's, it was one of those things. Yeah, let's let's try something, you know, look for a storefront. We can do a storefront. I need, I mean, we've got the fish for it. You got striper fishing, bass fishing. We've got um, all, we've got the trout fishing that's in Oklahoma close by. So that's, that's when we really dug in. And now, we really went live in January and now we're ready to take the next step and that's looking for the storefront and have a full blown store. So, but yeah, no, it started with uh, need. Oh, I have too many, too much material. And then it became, <laughs> uh, now I've got every room filled up with materials and just getting it pictured. That's the other thing I'll say is, not everything's pictured on the website. Not everything's labeled, but that's, I'm slowly going through organizing, separating, bagging, taking pictures, inventory in it, and then getting it posted. So if there's ever a question or a need, send me a message and uh, see if I've got it or what I've got of it. Dude, so where the, where the name Angry Rooster come from? I've got a thing for birds. I love birds. I always have. Uh, when I did my nature photography, I love my birds. And uh, so I just, I, I had another little business idea. It was Three Birds Workshop where me, my wife, and my daughter, we all created things. And, you know, I did a lot of woodworking and stuff like that. So uh, the birds have always been a part of us. Well, we live on five and a half acres. So we have a little mini farm. We've got two goats, 30 chickens. You know, five dogs. I mean, we got a we got a lot of animals, and a cat. And uh, everyone always gives us their roosters because nobody wants the roosters; they want the hens. And when they they buy twenty chicks, they end up getting five roosters and say, "Hey, will you take the roosters?" And we're like, "Yeah, we'll take the roosters." And well, the roosters are always angry. So especially, and I'm wait, and I keep them because when they die, I skin them and. That, and then I process them. So I keep the feathers. And uh, so, yeah, the roosters, it's kind of a little joke. We wanted uh, kind of a, a name that was kind of catchy and stuck out there. And uh, one day me and my wife were talking, and we were like, you know, the roosters are angry. So we we're like, hey, you know what? Angry roosters, fly company. So most of the feathers <laughs> come from the roosters anyways. That's true. <laughs> You know, it'd be nice if they just bring you all their barred rocks and everything else. You know, you get those yeah. nice uh, zebra chickens. <laughs> I, do, uh, I, had, I ain't gonna lie. I got a pretty sexy rooster out there. He's black. Oh, man, he's pretty. He's big old black. I don't even know what kind of rooster he is. But uh, his feathers are real iridescent. I mean, it's just, he's a beautiful. So I don't kill them. And they, when they go, I don't waste them. I uh, process them. I process a lot of, I get a lot of deer hides. I process those too. So, and bobcat boxes, anything I can get my hands on, I process. The, uh, the extent of my processing is I found a dead squirrel the other day in the road. <laughs> <laughs> 
didn't you find another bird one time you're like dude i don't know if this thing's legal to take or not but man it's got nice feathers <laughs> yeah, we won't we won't we won't say what bird that was but yeah i totally found me a bird well i didn't <laughs> say you picked it up i just said man this bird has nice feathers oh yeah yeah <laughs> yeah <Good feathers. laughs> don't self-incriminate no <laughs> <laughs> So, so, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, don't say anything, but, uh, so, so you got, so you got this, uh, so you got the angry rooster flyco, you got all the good stuff, right? Um, you got, you, you started out with some used materials. Now you have the new stuff. So your vices, I, I went on your website. I was looking at your vices. How did, how did you get hooked up with that deal? And, and why that vice? Why, why is that a part of your store? Okay. Uh, now for a lot of the beginners, I am looking for a resource and I found a one dealer for the beginner vices because obviously a beginner is not going to jump right out there and go with the Norvice. Uh, so I'm going to have some of the beginners. Um, and I'm going to try to get set up with, um, a peak because peak is a great vice, good intermediate, great vice, but to get to why I carry Norvice and got set up with them is uh, I follow a guy, Jim Bensinger off of um, Facebook and he's a ex Marine well, still Marine. He, um, but he got set up with them and Britt Davenport and Brian Davenport, those three were the big influence on my, the reason why I got the Norvice. And uh, so he introduced it to me. I went and watched Jim's show at the Texas. Uh, I don't know if you went and saw Jim, there at the texas show uh john but he was there doing norvice classes and uh just doing wet fly classes and uh so i got to tie on one there and that was kind of like the beginning i was like okay that's that sparked my interest well i also tie salmon flies the classic atlantic salmon flies and that's just a real passion of mine anything anything to do with fly fishing and fly tying that is old the classics i probably got over 50 uh, classic tying books you know over salmon flies or um I've, that's my other addiction that's a that's a big investment i got on those is just the books i love reading that material and just seeing how they did it the old ways well tying on the the salmon flies not all hooks when you start going with japan hooks they they tend to, to crack the japan will crack on them uh, Regal Vice did okay, but it would crimp down on that Japaning. And the Norvice is the main reason why I went here is because it doesn't crimp down as hard and it holds a bigger hook, the, the gap. The functionality of it has been great. Um, but that's how, that's why I carry Norvice because it's the most versatile vice on the market. I've had peak Regal um and i started with the beginner vices and to me the norvice has been the most versatile as a all-in-all -in -all investment if you know you're going to tie flies i highly recommend the norvice i mean it's got a it's just there's nothing you can't tie with it or with yeah i say that right there's nothing yeah. you can't tie <laughs> but uh yeah so it, it's that's why I carry Norvice. Plus, it it's just smooth. Everything on it's real smooth. And <laughs> but if I'm gonna if I love it that much, I'm gonna try. To, I'm gonna offer it on my site to try to sell it too. Well, it's easier to sell something that you actually use and a product yeah. you believe in rather than just spewing some some BS out like, oh yeah, hey, this vice is cool. It holds hooks. <laughs> yeah that's but, just true yeah the uh and i don't i mean all the other there's hmh uh they've got the uh the talent or Fallon. there's a couple of vices i still want to try that are that are out there that would be nice to, to they look good and uh but yeah it's just i definitely stand behind this one for sure this is a good one well one of our buddies um he used to be a tire Ford Norvice um, back in the day. He, he loved them. Um, he, yeah. he, he still used his forever until Norm passed 
and then uh, he's kind of shifted his brand loyalty a little bit after that because I think his connection was he was very young when he started tying and he kind of got into the whole industry and uh, I think his connection was more with Norm than Norvice yeah. itself. I got so. you. Yeah, that would that would make a difference. Hear great things about Norm. Yeah, and uh, the reason why I asked what I asked was I, you know, you have it there at your bench. You know, John's got his HMH. You have your Norvice, and so obviously it's something that you're using. And so that there again, uh, like what John said, you can sell something that you believe in and and that you're using. And obviously it's on your table. You know, like I said, tell people go check out Rocky's website. Go check it out because there's a <laughs> lot of good stuff. And, and that's not just to advertise though, but uh, the, the prices are affordable. It really does cater to what I consider to be our core audience, which is, uh, you know, the, the folks that are out there, they just want to go throw a bug and have fun. You know, it's, it, you're not going to break the bank to get a few materials, a vice and, and some hooks and go out there and just, you know, learn how to tie, you know, go watch John's lives or, you know, anything else like that. And just, you know, check out what we got going on. Rocky's got all the materials to do the same thing. So, you know, definitely check that out. Um, how, how has business been for you uh, as of late? I mean, I guess from your start point till now. You know, it's been, uh, it's been, it's been good. It's been, you know, cause I work full-time. I'm a full-time student and a full-time dad and husband. So it, it balance has been really good. Um, the summertime was a little, was a little light, but that's okay. It allowed me the time to relax with the family and stuff like that. But from start to finish or start till now, uh, it's been you know, few orders here and there, a few orders. But as of lately, my traffic on the website has increased dramatically, which is, you know, been awesome. Uh, a lot of y'all's viewers and stuff like that. Um, but it's been good. I've been trying to stay busy, trying to balance it now. I've got, okay, well, I got to fill this order. Okay. You know, before I was, I get an order, buddy, I feel it right immediately. And now it's just like, okay, I've got to do this first. I got to do this first. All right. I'll get your order sent out in the next day or two. So that's, that's been good. But that's been my big thing is uh, customer service. I mean, I do my, try to do as best as I can, get it in, get it out. Cause you order it, you're excited about it. You want to get it. So that's, that's my whole goal. I try to, try to run it as the same way I would want it. If, you know, I want communication, I want this, I want that. Uh, sometimes you want customized. I had a guy the other day and especially with the, the, the older material that the lots I bought, I've got a lot of marabou and he's just like, well, I kind of want this, this color, this color. Well, I'll do a little multi-pack. I'll say a little multi-pack of six different colors to get you through, you know, 10 flies or so. And then, you know, sometimes that's very versatile to be able to, I try to, Try to go towards the customer, see what they want in the way I'd want it. Maybe I can't afford a hundred dollar cape. All right, well, sell me a little 15 pack of 10 or 15 feathers of this or 10 of this color and, you know, maybe a multicolor of this. And uh, so I try to be real open to uh, customization. Well, dude, I mean, that's not even just customization. That's, that's absolutely catering to, I mean, the customer. And that's, that is, you know, that is really outstanding service that you're providing. Dude, I, when I started tying flies, I, I bought off Amazon. It was like, you know, I, I bought all, all my hooks and my thread and my bobbins and all this stuff off Amazon. And then, then I was like, well, this sucks, you know? And then, then I went to, you know, uh, Jay Stockard out of Maine and I still use them for a lot of stuff, but I try to shop at my buddy's, shops as often as i can unless they just don't have something yeah because when i order stuff it's because typically i, I got an order <laughs> and yeah i need i need those materials like asap so i can get that order out because i try not to have a really large lead time unless it's like musky flies and then yeah. they just have, they have to wait but you providing like if i were to look at some of your stuff be like man i really don't know like this color or or this color you you giving that option i'm not going to say that rocky's going to do that all the time anybody listening don't think rocky is going to do that all the time but the the fact that you have done that is is really rad dude like that's 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 
catering to the customers and to their creativity as well. I think that's really awesome. Mm-hmm. I appreciate it. Yeah, just, I've talked to a lot of, um, I guess, old timers with fly shops, the way fly shops used to be. So it's, I tried to go that way. I mean, talking to some of them, being able to go in and feathers just out in the open, they can pick pick the one peacock feather they want because a tire knows what type of material they want and what it's supposed to look like and what they want to feel. So I want to be able to offer that. And uh, that's why, I, I mean, anytime someone says something, if I've got, you know, I've got my peccary out, I'll take pictures of every one of them so you can see which one you, you get and that's the one you want because it's, it's hand-picked. I mean, it's, some people don't know to do that, but you can, you get, you know, your personal selection. And that's kind of where I want to go. I want to give that old school knowledge back out there. I mean, I just don't think there's enough knowledge being spread on. I mean, there is, we get some from the old timers. So it's, I'm trying to take that so I can pass that along. Well, I mean, yeah. someday we're going to, we're going to be those old timers, you yeah. know, yeah. So passing it along before we get to that ripe old age where we have forgotten more than some people have ever known, you know, it's, mm-hmm. I, you're, you're doing an awesome thing, man. Like, honestly. Yeah, I appreciate it. Absolutely. You know, and, and me being in the West uh, and going to a lot of the fly shops around here, uh, a lot of times you don't have that option. Uh, you know, when you're looking at Marabou, you have to buy a whole bag of this and then a whole bag of this and a whole bag of this and this, you don't, you don't get yeah, like yeah. A, a partial quantity and same with feathers. Uh, you know, you, you will buy a whole wing or you won't buy anything at all, or you will buy a whole Cape or a half Cape, you know, you, you can't just get a couple feathers, which we know is going to go quite a ways. That, that's one yeah. thing is that a couple feathers does go quite a ways. Um, and, and if you're just trying to experiment with some different patterns, why would you buy a whole Cape of something? If you're just, experimenting with those patterns you know you you may want to not have to do that you know but if you're a tire like john obviously buying a whole cape makes more sense because you're tying more you know frequently however yeah the the old school shops you could go in there and yeah you would see like boxes of peacock feathers you know and you could go pick you know you go sort through oh this one's kind of ratty okay this one's good and, and that was one of the allures of going to the fly shop was he saw all these uh, magnificent feathers from all these different birds, from chickens to peacocks to dove, quail, uh, chucker, um, pheasant, whatever, you know, you had all these game bird feathers and you'd smell it too. Yeah. You know, was, there was like a, there was a thing that, you know, you could smell that dirty old bird in there, you know, cause that's, <laughs> it, they don't necessarily wash everything, you know, but you know, that it, it was like, a, that was a, a cool part of that, but you know, there's, it, that 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 says a lot also about the service that you offer and that you're listening to your customers because in a lot of ways beginning fly tires kind of get snubbed until they go into the community like there's there's like a buy-in community around here where like oh well you know you can join our club but you have to kind of gift us and do this and do that and then we'll tell you a little bit but you got to continue to gift us by joining our club and buying us drinks down at the bar and stuff like that and it's like you know what that turns people off and what you're doing yeah. doesn't that gets people more interested. Yeah. And I'll tell you, we, you know, our biggest group I'm a part of on uh, Facebook is a uh, fly tying for beginners. Um, and I say this because Brent Jones, he started that and he took me under his wing right off the bat and really helped me with that. And that's where a lot of the inspiration for me to do this, when I was thinking about was those members, because there's so many groups out there that kind of, like you said, I mean, they'll kind of just push you on. Okay. You're not at this level, you know, yeah, your flies are horrible, you know, give up, whatever. But there's so many times I was that, I was that bad. I mean, I was, my flies look, my pheasant tail nymph didn't just look like a, you know, my first one just looked like a ball of string thrown on a hook. But over time, I love to tie. So at the same time, I want to offer those same people, those beginners, you know lower prices because hey look okay you don't need to go to hobby lobby and buy you know or to the hobby store and buy certain you know junk feathers or whatever and they got a lot of good stuff but here i'll get i've got these prime materials at low cost same thing and get you started and uh teaching them those techniques and everything to go through that as well and that that's that's the way to do it man you know because 
I, I, I bought craft store feathers and I didn't realize how really low quality, honestly, they are. They're really pretty and it looks just like the real thing, but it's not. It's not the real thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, but a chance to get like no no joke real materials at an affordable price and honestly at an entry level price it's it's there's no you know there's no huge paywall to get into fly tying in general but especially not if you go through you to get some supplies and there's you know it's just i wish we had more people around um when we started like what you've got going on and and I, i'm not i'm not just like blowing smoke here like I, I really mean that like that's that's important for the future of our sport yeah well i appreciate that because that's what it really was all about that's it's some of the things i felt like i was missing right off the bat so it's something i you know when i got into it and i got enough got my wings spread out a little bit i was able to say you know what i that's what i wanted let me try to give that back especially from some of the old timers giving me, you know, just helping me through the way. And uh, it's, you know, I, I think I'm at that level. I can start giving back as much as I can. I think that's what it's about. Well, it's I think about that, giving back. Yeah. Well, sharing that knowledge back, not only that, but there again, uh, being open and not gatekeeping. That's, that's one of the biggest things is not to gatekeep it because there's, it, it does nobody any good. It doesn't do uh, the person that's trying to learn any good. It doesn't do the person that's doing the gatekeeping any good. Uh, and it definitely doesn't do uh, the, the community as a whole any good because it, it also black eyes our community and it makes it seem like, you know, that, that this is something that people can't do and that's not true. So, yeah. you know, yeah, being that available, you know, everything that you're doing though is, is just, it's going to have such a profound impact for your community, for our community, for the people and, and, you know, fly anglers of all walks of life. That's the, just, this is what we need more of. Yeah. Yeah. And hopefully we can, you know, if I can teach as many young people that same, that same stuff, then hopefully, you know, we can grow that back into the fly time, you know, fly community. So not sure. only that, but it's it's getting it started. Um, I mean, uh, not to take away from what you just said at all. That's that's not how I should have segued into this, but it's 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 opening it up in the south, like actually opening it up. Yes. You know, we have we have so many awesome fisheries even around us, but it's fly fishing is not the deal. It's not. You know, if you go down to the coast and it's it's a lot more the deal there, but up where we're at, not a chance, dude. Not a chance at all. But uh, just that knowledge and, and it, it brings that conservation aspect to it and it, it makes you use your head. You know, it's I have nothing against fishing under bobbers with worms and crickets. I, that, I think that's just relaxing as all get out. But sometimes I like beating my head against that wall and trying to figure out what that fish is eating. Yeah. And, you know, it's, mm -hmm. it, it, gives, it, it instills that thirst for knowledge and it's yeah. rewarding. I think so. I, that's probably the biggest thing about fly fishing. I like is the hunt. It, it's, you've got to really, I mean, it's, you got to feel it. You get out there and you look for, okay, they're not hitting top. I mean, I see it totally different these days. It's just like, okay, they're not hitting the top, but they're rising, you know, even on bass, uh, on, on some of the, the panfish they're coming up. Okay. So I'm going to throw something subsurface and, and man, that's all that's teachable to these kids. I mean, it teaches you a whole nother level of fishing, which is doable for these kids. And it's another level for them to find interest in. It, but, it'll it'll just it'll just continue to give them these positive um avenues for you know all this energy and imagination and creativity that they have which is just that, yeah that's it's outstanding and i'm with you dude you just say when <laughs> <laughs> I, you know honestly i've always thought that fly fishing is kind of like 
when you learn to drive, my parents, they always wanted me to drive standard first. You got to drive a standard. You never know when you're going to need it. Just drive a standard. Uh, it's a fly fishing. I kind of think of it the same way. You, you should fly fish before you fish. You really understand the sport, I guess. So, uh, so I, I like to look at it that way sometimes. Yeah. And, and, you know, you always got to learn how to get there before, you know, you gotta, you gotta crawl before you can walk and you gotta walk before you can run, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But, but build, building those foundations of understanding, you know, how the fish eat and how they feed and everything else that all starts with bait, you know, that, that we, we essentially start fishing with bugs, worms. That's what we start, but it's live. It's not, it's not tied. It's not made out of yarn or chenille or something like that. It's a, it's a live worm, you know, that we put on a hook, we pinch it in half and wind it on there. If it's they're big fish, you get a whole worm on there. Um, we are coming <laughs> up on our, we we're coming up on the hour, uh, unfortunately, because this has been a fantastic conversation, but I got a question for you. Um, what's the future going to hold for angry rooster? What, what, what's the plans here outside of what you already talk, talked about, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Uh, right now we've got a lot of merch merchandise in the works. We, uh, we went with fly company because we want to be able to offer another low cost, uh, lower cost merchandise. It's tough, nothing to knock any of the top brands out there, but getting, there's really no fly tying or fly tying type merchandise out there. So we wanted also another avenue to offer, a clothing line of some sort to, you know, with flies, any, any type of fly tie. I, I want a fly tying shirt, but you can't really find them unless you go to the big box companies and spend $45 on it. And it's uh, so another looking for low cost kind of um, uh, using, you know, trying to use a young artist who's coming out. Uh, one that is a fan or a listener of y'all show trying to get her in the works to, uh, to see if we can't come up with some designs and stuff like that. Uh, and then, you know, the merchandise and then getting a storefront and that's really it. And then, you know, getting the website up. I mean, it's up, but just getting more and more materials and stuff on the website. Definitely. I don't know if John's got any other questions for you or not. Just, well, uh... Just I will eight. say, Matt. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. No, no, no. So I was just going to say uh, the, you know, the discount code, the codes that I have for y'all. I know y'all posted on your, on the page in the description, but to all your members, just they got the, fifteen percent off the of tools, tackle, and uh, hooks. Uh, she later said that promo code. Um, but yeah, any pretty much anything on the website except for Norvice can't. Can't discount that one, but uh, all the other stuff in, that's on there is, yeah. Dude, I was just going to say, you're going to have to come fish with me this year, Rocky. I won't take no for an answer. Or I'll come okay. fish with you one of the two. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. I need more, I need more practice. <laughs> uh, well, I will happily, we should go get on some gar is what we ought to do. Dude, I would love to catch a guard. I've been seeing you tear those up lately. I, I, uh, I've tried a couple of times, can't get them to buy it. Well, dude, I'll, I'll have to send you some stuff then. I'll yeah. have to send you some stuff and provide you with some knowledge. Hey, that'll work. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, yeah. I appreciate it a lot for everything. Uh, Brian, where are, you, where are you at? You're in, uh, I mailed you those stickers. I didn't even, were you in Oregon? Oregon. Yeah. Yep. I'm up in the uh, great Pacific Northwest. So I'm a long ways from you guys. <laughs> I actually want, I will say, I want to tell you that one of the shops I bought at was from Oregon. Uh, oh, was it? Okay. Yeah. He, uh, so I've got a lot of the steelhead and uh, a lot of stuff that I wanted, I got from him was, you know, a bunch of the stuff for steelheads. And do you remember the name of the shop by chance? Cause there's been two shops that have closed recently was one. Yeah. Uh, great american tackle another one was the fly shop no it wasn't either of those i'm trying to find the thing it's uh can't think off the top of my head uh oh i bet i got it right here 
Here it is. Because there's been a couple shops that have closed. I think it's Days Creek Fly Shop. Uh, yeah, Days Creek Products is Fly Shop, and they were based out of uh, Days Creek, Oregon. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, that's that's out of my area, so oh, okay. I, I wouldn't know them. But okay, that, that's what I'm saying. There's just so many fly shops here. So many. yeah, and uh, that's I'm the disadvantage of Texas. Yeah. So I think I think you have a prime market to attack Rocky in Texas, but I think more so uh, with the internet sales and stuff like that, you have a prime market uh, all over for, for beginning fly tires or yes. intermediate or advanced. You could have some real hot stuff on there. You know, I'm not going to sit here and say, no, advanced guys don't go look at Rocky stuff. You don't want to touch it. No, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, is if you're listening to this and you've been considering, uh, and I'm going to list off everything because it's not just fly time. I'm talking about marabou jigs for steelhead fishing or twitching jigs for salmon, flies, uh, crappie jigs, poppers, you name it. Like John's tying a really hot looking popper right now. Maybe you'll send it to me. I don't know. But um, <laughs> there, there's all kinds of, the, you know, there's, there's all these different like things that you can do with these tools that you can still sling some of the stuff on conventional gear. Rooster tails, if you want to build spinners and, and throw a skirt on that. Rooster tails, musky bucktails. It's not just for fly tires. It, you, everybody can use this stuff. And that's what you have to keep in mind. Take a look at it. Go to Rocky's website. We have awesome discount codes through Rocky. The, the 10 and 15% off, that can save you a lot of money. The more money you spend, the more you're going to save. I know it sounds like the sales cliche, but that's the honest truth. Go check out his stuff though and shoot him a message. That's, that's the big thing. Shoot him a message. Let him know what you're looking to do. And I guarantee you, he can guide you in the right direction. Or you can come to us and say, who is that guy on that podcast? We're going to say, it's Rocky. He's Angry Rooster Flyco. We always talk about it. Go check him out. That's definitely, you know, I think it's just awesome what you're doing. Uh, and not only from the shop aspect, but with the kids. I'm just, you know, that that's just super cool. I appreciate it. Yeah, and uh, I will tell you the tools that I carry uh, pretty much primarily is Anadronomous fly company tools, sharpest scissors on the market. And that's another, there's a new company, when I say new company, they just high quality tools for low cost. And uh, I can't, that's the tools I carry, which are fantastic. Awesome. Well, John, you got anything else or you want to sling those sponsors across the screen and call this one good? Well, I reckon we'll call this one good unless you guys have anything else. But um, I'm good. All right. Well, this episode has been brought to you by Angry Rooster Fly Company. That's Mr. Rocky Phillips that we had the pleasure of speaking to tonight. Go check him out. We've got Troutlander Nets. That is our great buddy, Weston Fulbright. We've got Lid Rig, which is our homeboy, Scott Wilday. We've got Max and Outfitters, which is Brian, Justin, Steve, Anna, and all the rest of the crew out there in Kent, Washington. Uh, they'll get you hooked up with the uh, rods, really outstanding warranties and prices. And just everyone, thanks so much for listening and your continued support. It means a lot in all of your messages saying uh, you guys have been saying a lot of really kind stuff lately, and it really makes everything we do worth it. So I just can't thank you enough for that. Yeah. And just to echo John, we really appreciate everybody that listens to our podcast every week and, we always, always love hearing from everybody. And we know that the guests that we have on love hearing from everybody too. So make sure when you go and you're looking for us, if you found us through one of the podcast platforms, such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or uh, Pocket Casts, or if you even listen to us on your web browser, make sure you slide over to social media. Give us a follow on Instagram. You can find us at Working Class Fishing Podcast. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel. We have videos and shorts that we put up there all the time. That's under Working Class Fishing Podcast. Uh, we also have our Facebook page, which is WC Fish or Working Class Fishing Podcast is our, our actual page itself. Uh, you can also find us on the Go Wild app, which is kind of a new outdoor app out there. Uh, you can go to Go Wild uh, on the App Store and look that up. And then you can find us over there and friend us. Uh, post up your pictures of all your, your monsters or not so monstrous fish. It's just like Instagram, but they have some awesome stuff going on over there too. But 
if you have direct questions for John or myself, you can always feel free to email us at workingclassfish at gmail.com. But until next time, thank you so much for listening. I hope everybody has a great day.